0: Hey, how's it going? Josh here from Books by Josh, and this is episode number 63 of the Books by Josh Order Immersion. This episode is titled, How to Market the Product. It's the continuation of episode 60 and 61, so let's get started. If you listen to those episodes, you already know if you should have a product, how to make the product. So now, how to market the product. This is the most important step, because without this, you're not going to make money. Why do I say that? Well, you can't just expect your product to sell on a shelf or online shelf or an online store or traditional broker more than sell itself, can you? Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who I am. So now that's why you have to learn how to market. So let's get started. What do I mean by market? Advertise. Pitch your product. Let more people hear about your product. And there's different ways to do this. Traditionally... Business will have flyers back in the day, and people would stick them on cars, take out ads in the newspapers, and tell everybody about it on local radio. But guess what? This is 2020. Almost none of that will work today. It might get you one or two sales, but it's not the right way to do things. In the early 2000s, you would do Google AdWords, and that worked because nobody knew about it. And guess what? You can still do that. Of course, cost per click now is a lot more than it was back then. But that can definitely help you market yourself. And then, in the mid-2010s, Facebook ads hit a new high. And a company named Wish took advantage of this. And they're a highly known company that sells bad quality products. But they bought a crap load of Facebook ads and now they are who they are. But guess what? These are all great... But I'm gonna put it into realistic terms. By giving you an example, I actually told someone last week what to do because they have a family member who has a product and they asked me for advice. So let's get started. This person has a product in a store, in a couple of stores, chain stores, small mom and pops, and they think they made it. They're importing a product and now and they become the distributor of the United States and they got their product in a couple stores which is good but honestly that's the easy part why do I say that? because to get your product in stores takes some work but it's not really the end goal because all you would do is just say hey let's do this on consignment you take 10 of these products the $10 each is what I'm charging you and if you don't sell them I'll take them back you won't have to pay a dime. But if you do sell them, you have to pay me when I come back. And then you can decide the price you want to sell it for. The markup is usually it's $20. We sell them on our shop, something like that. And then it's up to the shop owner to put a price on it. But if they sell it for $20, they make money. They double whatever they put. So that's 50% markup. And also, if they don't sell it, they don't lose anything because you take it right back. That's why it's easier to get into stores, but it's harder for your product to move. So I gave them an action plan. Okay? I literally told them step-by-step plan on how to make it happen. From my experience with other products, and from my knowledge from friends I have that have products and businesses. So let's get started on this plan I gave them. So the first thing I told them to do was to take time out and go to the stores where their product is being carried and to take notes and sit there and give out free samples to bring their own because it's a consumable product. They can give out samples because nobody's going to pick that off the shelf because it's new. Maybe once in the blue, somebody said, hey, I'll try this out. But you go to the store and you actually set up little table if there's space or whatever and you answer questions about the product and you try to move your product of course you have to clear with the shop owner but if you sell more products there for him they're gonna be happy back when I worked in cell phones I had other vendors come into my stores and sit there and try to pitch their product Samsung rep Blackberry HTC LG Motorola all these reps will come to the store and pitch the benefits of their products over the competition. Also, that's not the main reason for going to the store. The main reason for going to the store is analytics. You need to be able to track your numbers to be able to grow your numbers. And what does analytics have to do with this? Well, hear me out. You want to have a list of all the locations your your product is being sold at, and then what you want to do is this. You want to write down the prices of each product, Is listed for in each store because it depends on the store owner, the price. Because you just charge them wholesale and their retail is up to them. And from that, you also want to write down where, what products is it located as to, the position on the shelves, stuff like that. I learned that from Sam Walton's book Made in America because the way customers see things changes the way they buy things. So you want to take all that information down, and also, you want to write down the amount of sales per store, per week, monthly, daily, whatever. But you need to have actual hard numbers. Because if you don't, and you just let it sit there, you won't know why this product in this store is selling 500 a month. Whereas the same product in store 2 sells 100 And the product in store 3 only sells 20 So, once you identify certain factors... You can say when you go to stores that aren't selling as much, say, hey, by the way, I found out that our product is moving a lot better by doing this, that, and the third. And it's actually better for when you're expanding into more stores because you can tell them, hey, this is a hot product if it's set up, set up this way. You don't have to do it, but I'm just saying, you know, I seen an increase of sale 500% by just doing this. And the store owner will thank you for telling them that. Because they can learn to market it that way. So, after you do that, what do you do now? Well, that's not it. Because you're still not marketing. You're learning your analytics. So, now we get to the marketing part. I already said about the samples. Since it's a consumable product, you will go to a place that sells these consumable products in the open. So, let's say you're selling organic honey. And you're in supermarkets and stores. Where would you go? Farmer's market. But nobody's going to know you're in the farmer's market. So once again, samples. But here's the thing. You go there, you set up a store. You can get free samples, of course. That's part of advertising costs. And it's a tax write-off. If you have an LLC, C-Corp, S-Corp, or proprietorship But listen to this. What do you need to do, and most people don't, is to talk to the other farmer market shop owners. Why do I say this? Because you need to network. And by networking, you get to build relationships with certain people who might be able to help you later on. And a great example of this is my personal situation where I had a customer of mine who I kept up relations and everything. And by networking with him to see what he does for a living and everything, I actually built up a relationship that allowed me to branch out and do more in my career and outside of my career to earn an income. So, so that's the thing. You want to network with these owners because they know all the business owners. And especially if they're in the same field as yourself, they can get you into the shop. So if you have a consumer product like a juice honey whatever you can network with these people and say hey this is my product i'm new to this area what can you tell me about this farmer's market just small chit chat you don't want to hook right away you don't want to ask you want to give tell them about yourself become friendly after two or three times they'll be like hey i've seen you around here all the time we always chat this time the third can i was wondering my friend owns this supermarket over here a small one." Would you be willing to put your product there? And that's what you can do. That's how you build word of mouth. But we're going to take it a step further now. We're going to talk about word of mouth, but by using social media. So social media is amazing. If you look at, like I said, Wish was built based on Facebook ads. And you can use social media to build your presence. And with a product, what you can do is free samples, of course. And you can have people try it out, and say, "Hey, by the way, if you like, can I take a, can you take a picture with this and post it on your social media and tag me? And if it's pictures, you do Instagram, and of course videos also. And guess what? They will put, like, let's go back to honey. You say, "Hey, if you do you like the product, yeah, okay, great. If you like, I can give you a small." size for free or whatever you give them like a travel size for free and once again all this is tax deductible write-offs because it's part of your advertisement cost and you say hey i'll give you this small five dollar thing of honey if you would do a shout out for me right now and tag me and we take a picture together most of the time if somebody likes the product they say crap it's free yeah why not and that's the thing And they put it on social media. And you get a custom hashtag or existing hashtag. And you just build on that every weekend. You're in the streets, in the farmer's market, whatever. If it's once a month, guess what? You go to a park. I'm in New York City. You get a permit to go to Central Park. You set up a little table there and you give away free. You do that there. You don't have to sell. You just give away the samples and say, hey, you want a little bit of this? Bam, here you go. And guess what? You tell them, hey, I'm not selling it right now here in the thing because I don't have a vendor license. But guess what? We're in this store or that store, this supermarket. You can find us here, online, whatever. And you build traffic, traffic to that store. And guess what? It's not done with social media. So whether giving you shout-outs and everything, you can go in. On your own, on your social media thing, because they're tagging you and putting your hashtag and say, hey, by the way, if you're in this area, if you're in the Lower East Side, you can find our product at this location. Boom. It's building, the following that way, and people can go to that location. Hey, let me know how you like the product if you at the store. Let's try to sell out, blah, blah, blah. You know, you do little things like that, and the social media will start snowballing. And you'll build a one. Because the whole thing is right now not to sell when you're building the brand. It's going to sell on its own. And by the tricks I showed you in the beginning with the analytics, working it that way. But once you have that going, you need the brand. The brand needs to sell it on its own. Because you think about it. Everybody knows Coca-Cola. Everybody knows Nike. Everybody knows Apple. Everybody knows Samsung. But they don't know you or your product or your story. So you want to sell the brand. And you want to create this need. Because the product has to answer a need. Hey, this honey is good for you. It's less sweet than normal honey. So it doesn't affect your sugar. Something like that. I don't know, honey. I'm here telling you guys a good practice. But I'm using the honey as an example. But the thing is, you build that need. And after a while, from the social media following, you can... Reach out to influencers if you want to have like YouTube, TikTok, big influencers, and say, Hey, or not the big influencers, if you have money, hey, would you mind trying out my product? I can give you a one month supply for a review. It does, And it's your honest review, something like that, you understand? And that's how you build it. And then the main thing is so, before if you want to do the influencers, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. But then, What you really want to have is that brand backing of social media that you're known, that people are talking about you, people on their blogs are writing about you. Once you're known, you don't have to be well-known. Once you have a small enough following that you're recognizable by certain people in the healthcare community for healthy eating or whatever your niche is, once you're recognizable, you could then go to prospective clients and say, hey, you want to carry my product? this is the product look at my following do you want to work with me and guess what you no longer have to do consignment deals because your brand can stand on its own a bit so it's no longer a baby that can't crawl or walk or run it's starting to crawl because now you can sell your product based on the name and the merit of the following and from what everybody is saying on social media. And that's worth something. Ten years ago, that's not worth track. But now, you can go to a, approach a supermarket, if it's the honey, a bigger one, and say, Hey, I know you're a slightly bigger supermarket. I want you to carry my product. This is the wholesale. And this is what everybody sells it for. Do you want to carry it? You make up a deal and there you go. And then... It just keeps working. As long as you work it, it'll snowball. So let's say you're not in foods, right? So that's a great for products like that. Let's say your product is a service. What does that mean? How's the service product? Well, if you could, if you put a price tag on it, it's a product, even if it's free. So let's say you do online marketing for companies. You do advertising, whatever, right? How do you build your brand that way? How do you market the product? Well, if you're doing an online marketing company and you don't know how to market yourself, there might be an issue there. But let's look past that and talk real stuff here. So you'll go out and you'll hit up clients. And in that case, you have to, and you have to listen to me, have to give your product at a great discount in the beginning or at no cost. For referrals. Why do I say that? Because if you're doing it. Something. Any line of business. You're not the only one doing it. There's hundreds if not thousands of other individuals doing it. And it's competitive out there. If you don't compete to succeed. You're not going to make it. So more often times. Especially the olden times. People used to buy whatever's the cheapest. The cheapest. That gave them the same product, and that's why the gas went down so low because there was a gas war, oil crisis, oil war, whatever you want to call it, where the price of oil kept on dropping, and that helped us with the recession that we went into recently, but that's the whole thing. Most people undercut the competition to get customers. That's good, but it's not a great method because it's not sustainable in the long term. So, in the beginning, you have to do that, but you have to build your service to a quality. So, you are going to market by giving the cheapest price out there, or honestly, if a person could give you five referrals for free, and then you give them service for free, you'll eat that $1,000 cost, but you'll get $5,000 off it. I'll do that any day of the week, as long as it's guaranteed referrals that you can close if you're a great salesman, but that's the thing. So, marketing... It's about selling the experience to the customers. You wanna sell your what the product can do. Not the product itself, what it can do for the customer, what problem can it answer, and give it to them at a value that they can't say no to. Prime example is like I said, a service. Let's say car wash. Anybody could go get a car wash anywhere, but it's how you wash the car that really get certain customers to come. Because if someone has an expensive paint job, they're not going to go to a machine car wash. They're going to go to a hand car wash because it won't damage the paint. And if you have a hand car wash place, you can't have very chemical-inclined materials. You can't have materials um, like the soap, the wax, things like that that's going either way at the paint. So it's going to cost more for these chemicals for the soap for the wax for everything like that but it demands a higher price tag and it's gonna cost more to maintain this because you have to pay somebody to watch the car unless you're doing it yourself which doesn't really scale well in the grand scheme of things but the whole thing is it costs more but it's the value you're providing that the customer is willing to pay more which is why people Buy certain phones like Samsungs and iPhones that cost a lot more than buying certain other phones like LG. You could buy a cheap LG for about two hundred. Their flagships like sit seven hundred dollars, whereas you buy a Samsung flagship for a thousand or an iPhone for the same price. And it's because the value and the brand's already built to a point that everybody knows the value. So you have to learn how to make your brand known. And you can send out email, fly, uh, email marketing, stuff like that. But if you don't read your emails and you just delete them, why would you expect customers to? Sure, there'll be 1% to 2% that's definitely going to click on it, but CPM isn't really there. So why not invest in getting, you can do Facebook ads, which are a bit pricey now, lead ads, Twitter ad, Instagram ad, or you can reach out to influencers on the platforms, but certain influencers like Instagram influencers cost a bit more now. And you can, so another way you can do is TikTok. It's a big new social media that's getting trash and there's people making money on it. You can reach out to a certain channel or you can reach out to a YouTuber. You don't have to go big at first if you can't afford it in your budget. But you reach out to them and have them do a review, or do an affiliate program with them. You have to work on your marketing by spending money. Or you have to hustle and put in a bunch of sweat, but all that sweat won't mean anything if you don't leverage the tools you have, such as social media, word of mouth. The internet is powerful, and word of mouth plus social media creates everything we see today which is why Amazon is a thing because it was online as a bookstore and then people started telling other people, hey, look at Amazon, blah, blah, blah. They bought up a bunch of Google AdWords and they're literally one of the biggest companies out there. And they're not that old if you think about it. So just do me a favor and no matter what you do, make sure you work on getting your product out there in as many hands as possible because all you need to get it in is the right hands. And that person will tell people or even become a partner. They might say, hey, by the way, can I buy your company? Or can I come on as a silent partner or whatever? Because you never know. People lead to people. So just go out there and make things happen. And that's it for this episode of the Books by Josh Show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If not, wait until the next episode. Take care and stay safe. Bye-bye.